Hey, it's Andy. Welcome to the show. Another big interview for you today. Florida head coach Dan Mullen. If you go to The Athletic, today is the Gators State of the Program Day. You can read my story breaking down year three under Dan Mullen. This is a big one. Very high expectations for the Gators inside and outside their locker room. They'll be facing a familiar rival trying to overcome them to reach those expectations. We'll see if they can. But 10 wins in year one for the Mullen staff, 11 wins in year two. Can they take that next step? We'll talk to Dan Mullen about how hard it is to go from 10 to 11 and then to go from 11 to more than that. Because once you go more than that, you're in some pretty rare territory. We're on now with Florida coach Dan Mullen, and uh, and coach, you're about to get players back for voluntary work. Do you already have some guys on campus, or are they are they kind of filtering back in? Well, I think you know we have a lot of guys that 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 stayed around town um, here, but obviously our facilities have been closed. So even our guys that stayed in Gainesville had you know I mean they only could they could come in and set a medical appointment our training staff when they couldn't use any of our workout facilities or anything on campus but that all changes monday so i know uh, i know a lot of our guys are really excited to get back and get back to work that's what i was wondering because i've talked to a lot of coaches and they said that you know as they've talked to to guys over zoom and facetime during all this time that the big thing has been coach when can when can we come back when can we come back how how excited are you just to see them and and be able to see them in person again uh, you know what? I mean, it's great. I mean, they, they, you're talking about we're, we're a football family here, you know, and I mean, and, and these guys, you know, just I mean, you get to see everybody on on the Zoom meetings and that's great. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm someone I, I still crave some human contact and I love looking guys in the eye and seeing, you know, and, and be able to talk to people face to face a little bit. And so uh, I think all of our guys are really excited about that. I know our coaches are. Uh, I know we're still, you know, I mean, it's with everything still being voluntary only. Uh, moving forward is, uh, you know, we still can't have the uh, person-to-person team meeting, but just to see people walking around campus again and, uh, is, is going to be pretty special. So I heard you on Pat McAfee's show, and, and you were giving him a little little guff for being a specialist, and you mentioned that <laughs> you know, the, the, the specialist and, – and for those who have never attended a, a major college football practice, what usually happens is the the – the offense and defense are splitting off onto their own fields and do their own thing. The kickers, punters, long snappers go somewhere else and they do things. And we're not exactly sure what they do. But with guys, you know, doing their Zoom workouts, you know, people have been sending you videos of what they're doing. I'm sure your your offensive and defensive linemen have been pushing trucks and all kinds of fancy stuff like that. But what what have your long snappers been doing? What have, what have your kickers and punters been sending you? Uh, yeah, they, we had them do a video of them doing like, you know, the, the kind of all the, the stuff that people are having fun with, like stupid poses and, you know, and they kind of, they jump from one thing to another, try to do the stuff where they throw stuff to each other. And, uh, no, they, they've had, a, they've had a great time. Uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I, the, uh, Evan McPherson, I think he's, he's dropped his handicap a whole bunch right now. Uh, so I, I, they're I also the best golfers on every team. It's true. <laughs> Really, hey, they, 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 
they, they tend to be, you know what I mean? If, if you look at that, uh, you're going to find a, uh, find some specialists. They usually have a pretty good golf swing now. Well, and, and you've got an Australian punter now. Now I, I, I heard a little birdie told me that, that this was a, a guy who, uh, on his official visit, ate Chick-fil-A about 19 different times. So you had a very you know, big advantage that there's enough Chick-fil-A's in, in, in Metro Gainesville to satisfy him. But, but what's that been like with, with him being well, away I, or was he in Gainesville? You know, he's back at, he's back at home. No, he's back in Australia, uh, you know, with his family. So one of the things we've done is just work, you know, the scheduling and working uh, to try to get him back, you know, and, and get him back safely and healthy and, uh, you know, that's kind of one of the things for us is to not be in a huge race to get him back here, uh, but to take his time and get him back, um, you know, with the fan, you know, with uh, get him back here safely, healthy uh, and make it as easy as a possible for him for a transition with him and his family. Well, and, and that's what I was talking to to Joe Castiglione, the athletic director at Oklahoma, a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about, you know, until the NCAA allows you guys to do the the typical eight hours a week off season where you can do some on field instruction, you can have some required stuff. Is it, it is it critically important that everybody be back? Uh well, you know what it, it is for the for the guys. Here's here's my take on it is. I think when, when you look at the stage we're at and we're looking at the safety for the players, the opportunity for them to come back and train with our strength coaches where they're going to get, I mean, premier training. You know, they're, they're not going to be able to get better training anywhere else. But with you know, Right. That, that's not happening at your local Gold's Gym. Yeah. And, you know, and the medical care and the medical treatment that we have here available uh, that is going to be second to none. And our ability to make sure that we're keeping trying as best we can to keep things safe. You know what I mean? You're, you're sitting there. We have spread out, you know, the guys, even our, our voluntary hours are spread out voluntary hours with cleansing in between, um, you know, the, 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 the ability for us to social space and, uh, you know, and, and uh, here, I think there's a lot of safety things. So I, I do think it is great to get the guys back. I think the majority of our guys are going to be back here training. Um, you know, I understand. I, I can't wait till they get it back to kind of summer norm with the kind of countable hours uh, and a little bit more structure for our guys. And hopefully we get back to that sooner rather than later. So I, I want to talk more generally about this season coming up because you said something at the end of the Orange Bowl that I thought was really great. And I don't think a lot of people who haven't been in your position understand it. And you, you were on the field with Molly McGrath after you guys beat Virginia, and you said it was harder to go from 10 wins to 11 than it was from four wins to 10, talking about year two versus year one. And yep. you've done this, you know, you guys did this at Utah. You did this at Florida when you were there with, with Urban Meyer the first time. You, you took Mississippi State to a place that it hadn't been before. How hard is it once you get into the, the, the realm of, yeah, you're a good team, to move to – yeah, you're a great team that can compete for championships. Uh, it is because, you know, what happens is the margin for error uh, gets so small uh, as you continue to move forward, okay? And, you know, so what we're thinking, you know, what, what you think about here, when you go from four to ten, you're getting momentum. We're building the pro back program back up. We got there. But, you know, when you're sitting there and saying, okay, to win this one game, the margin for error in that game, the margin for error becomes so small. For us to get from 11 wins uh, to 12, 
Well, once you're talking 12 wins, there's a chance you're a playoff contender, you know, and, you know, and you're playing in an SEC championship game. And to get there, that margin for error becomes becomes extremely tiny. Um, you know, never mind going the, the, the going undefeated. I know everybody that jumps on that and loves all those things. Okay, but you're talking about the margin for error means you could be eleven and one if you win if you if you lose the right game, you're in the SEC championship in the playoff. If you lose the wrong game, you're not. Uh, you're talking about in that you know the difference between going you know from eleven and one to twelve and zero. I mean, you're talking about an unbelievable mental toughness. You cannot have a bad day or make a mistake. And that is what makes it so difficult to do. And, you know, you're talking about one play could make the difference. And I tell our guys this all the time. This is the hard uh, – the training part is if you can tell me what play next year is going to make the difference between us winning 11 or 12 games, I'm going to make sure everybody's ready for that play. Unfortunately, exactly. uh, right? Unfortunately, of the about 2,000 plays you have of, of offense, defense, and special teams in the regular season, maybe a little, a little bit over that, yeah, you don't know which one it is, so you've got to be exact on all 2,000, and that is the challenge. Yeah, I, and, and it goes back – I remember when, when Urban Meyer was at Florida, and I know he said this at Ohio State as well, he would talk about that four to six seconds. And can you be – Everything you need to be on that four to six seconds 2,000 times. Well, yeah. the only way to ensure that is to do what you have to do in the offseason. Yep. I mean, in that, I mean, it is, and it is, and it's it, not just in the offseason, it's your round. It is the prepared for that moment, you know, and I know uh, you hear the word like competitive excellence, and that competitive excellence means, you know, in that moment where my number is called upon, I am completely ready to go perform at the highest of levels. And that's just what it comes down to, that you are ready at that moment to go perform at the highest of levels. Now, you're in a fairly unique position among coaches this year because there, there are a lot of programs where they've either changed head coaches or they've changed coordinators or they've, they've had very key players leaving. And obviously, you did have some really good players leaving, judging by the draft. But you've got – you're still there. Your coordinators are still there. Your schemes are the same. A lot of your starters are the same. Does that give you – I don't know if an advantage is the right word, but does that help you, given that most people miss spring practice, that you have guys who already know the schemes, know what they're doing? Um, I, I think this. I, I think certainly parts of it help. But, you know, in everybody, there's development. You know, you're going to look and everyone looks, okay, hey, it's a great deal. We have a quarterback. You know, really, our, our, our top our top two quarterbacks are returning, you know, and, and I'm, yeah, as, I think, as everybody knows, I'm not afraid to put both guys in. And there's some experience at that position. But there's other experiences. You know, there's other positions where we missed out all the development that we needed those guys to have this spring. Uh, so I, I think you can make arguments either way. I think the one benefit, though, we do have is our guys do. We have a lot of guys in the program that are familiar with the offense, with the defense, with the special teams. But most importantly, guys are familiar with the program. So in this time when our guys are off, they understand what the expectations are, competitive expectations of all the players, okay? What are expectations, how we expect them to train, how we expect them to work, what the Gator standard is all about. And, you know, and it's going to be interesting as guys got to get back, have they lived up to that Gator standard? You know, have, have they been doing that? And, uh, you know, and, and hopefully they cert I, I certainly hope that they have. And, uh, you know, and for us, that's such an important 
uh, critical error for what this season's going to be all about. You, you mentioned the quarterback situation, and, and Kyle Trask is the leading returning passer in the SEC. You, you really turned him loose last season after he took over for Felipe Franks. I was going back, uh, you're, you're, and I realize a lot of this was out of necessity, but your rushing attempts were down over 100 from the previous year. And you, you did a lot through the air last year. How much was that just, just trusting Kyle and, and to run the offense the way you wanted to run? Um, you know, I, I just think a lot of it, to be honest with you, it gets down to what type of team you're going to be. And, you know, and for us, uh, we, uh, you know, I mean, we got into last year and realized we're going to be more efficient throwing the football than we are going to be running the football. And, you know, so that happens. I think one thing, you know, the one thing maybe that hurts in spring is you don't always get the identity of your team. We're going to be trying to feel out the identity of our team right now throughout the whole course of the season. Uh, or, or when we get going here, we're going to be feeling out the identity of our team a little bit. And, um, you know, and to do that uh, might take a little bit of time. And, uh, you know, to do that – you know, I, I think everybody, I go in, I'm somebody, I go into the year, I'd love to be 50-50 balance, run pass. Right. Uh, I think if you know me, I've always been that way. But what we're not afraid of, okay, is we're not afraid of changing. And if we have to do that, we will do that. And last year, you know, as the season went, we realized, hey, we're going to be a little bit more of a passing team. And, uh, you know, that, that kind of highlights the strengths of our players. That's where we're going to be uh, at our best. And we weren't afraid to go do that. Before spring practice, when you thought there was going to be a spring practice, you, you were going to you know, divvy up those number one reps at quarterback like you always have, you know, wherever you've been. And I, I thought that was interesting because that's a lot of the reason Kyle was ready to step in when Felipe got hurt last year. And so, you, you know, you would have had Kyle and then Emory Jones getting more snaps. Does that change when you don't have spring practice and you just kind of get shuttled into camp? Do, do you change? Do you try to do that a little bit at the beginning of camp, or do you have to change the the philosophy on that? No, we're gonna we're gonna stick with our what we do. You know, we're gonna go and treat. You know, what we do is basically the, the training camp. There's a teaching part of the training camp, and you know, we're gonna teach train. We're gonna treat training camp like we like we would, and uh, just like we do our spring practice. You know, and then now. At the back end of it, you know, you really got to start to get to the point where, um, you know, I mean, here you go. You're getting ready for the game. and But not until we shift into game week mode and game planning mode do we get out of that. So we're still going to be training our guys because, you know, a lot, so much, so much of the program and, and so much of our success is going to be based on development. And, you know, what we need to do is develop our players. And the best way we're going to be able to develop our players is getting them that experience through practice. One, one other thing that I thought was interesting, and this is, you know, if you go back through your history, your best teams have been the ones where you spread the ball around to a lot of people. And I think you had 11 players catch 10 or more passes last season. How do you, how do you, how do you get that kind of distribution one? And then, when you're recruiting receivers, because we know how wide receivers can be mentally, they, they, they want to be the guy. How do you explain to them that th this may work best if, if you catch 60 balls instead of 100? Well, I, I think the one is you have to have buy-in from your players, right? And I think one of the best ways that we can look at that buy-in from our players, our current players, is they look at last year's team and they look and say, okay, hey, we had four senior wide receivers last year. Every one of them went on to the NFL. 
not, hey, just hey, we had our one guy go to the NFL or, you know, we had all four of them went on to the NFL. So I think it makes it a lot easier than for the guys that are in the program now at this point to sit there and buy in and say, hey, you know what, coach, if we are going to do that, that it is a buy in. Hey, I don't have to go and have 100 catches to go to the NFL if I play at Florida. Maybe other schools and they just promote their one guy. But if I buy into what we're doing, uh, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to stay healthy. Oh, we were able to stay healthy at the receiver position throughout the year. I'm going to be able to, to improve my stock. I'm going to be able to get special teams reps, which is going to improve my ability to go on to the NFL. I'm going to still play at a high level. And I, I'm not as concerned about my stats as I am about my performance. And I think that is something that changes things. And I think that last year's group of receivers certainly helped that cause for us. And within the program, I'm that way. You know, it allows us to coach and not sit there and say, okay, hey, if, if, if you know, as you look and you say, hey, we're going to go double team this guy and try to take him out of the game plan. Great. We'll just throw to somebody else. We're good with that. Um, and it also allows our, teach, our, our quarterback to not get in. You, you see a lot of young quarterbacks that are like, hey, this guy's our top receiver. I'm going to force the ball to him at all costs. That's bad teaching of the quarterbacks. Our quarterbacks are going to go out there, and they're going to take what the defense gives them. You know, they're going to go out there. They're going to see what you're doing. They're going to take what the defense gives you, and they're comfortable throwing the ball to whoever is open and whoever they have to throw to. And you mentioned earlier that, that you know, in the program, you want to have guys ready. You want to have guys taught. Uh, Todd Grantham, your defensive coordinator, has been very good at – having situations where there are players who have played a, a smaller role who are then ready to jump into a bigger role. I, I look across your defense, and, and you have some some spots where there are really good players leaving, but it feels like every one of them, there's somebody who as a freshman got to play quite a bit and, and isn't going to be overwhelmed. Well, that's something, you know, that I bought into, and I think probably, you know, Todd, it, 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 it took him a little getting used to, I think, at first. Uh, was the, uh, hey, hey, you know what? We're going to rotate players. We are going to play guys, and we are going to rotate our guys through. And I do think that that takes a little bit of getting used to uh, on a coaching staff. But part of it is about player development. You know, guys, I think, guys, when, when you look at what we do, and you look at, okay, when we go and talk to recruits and we say, hey, you're going to have the opportunity to play here as a freshman at Florida. Uh, and everybody else saying, okay, because well, we're going to play a lot of players. And so that opportunity comes. I don't know if you're going to start or not, hey, but, they, you know, I don't get concerned in always who starts the game. I think, you know, I'd, I'd love to see a stat of who finishes. You know, that'd be an interesting stat. You never see that stat. Who was in the, on, the, on the field? Yeah, when it matters. Last play of the game when the game was on the line. You know, I mean, that should be, hey, did this guy, this guy finished this many games. That'd be a pretty interesting stat. Uh, you know, and – but the uh, so what our guys do, and I, I got Todd to buy into and believe into, and, and everybody on our defense staff, we are going to play a lot of guys. Okay, and the reason you get into it, one is it keeps guys healthy and fresh throughout the course of the season. But right, two, it it builds development and experience for our players. And so what's happened now is our older guys have bought into it. So our older guys, you know, all the freshmen come in and I want to play, I want to play, I want to get on the field, I want to show what I can do. The older guys hold them accountable and said, hey. I'm going to make sure you're ready to play because I need you to play. Okay. I don't want, Hey, I'm just, I'm going to play. I need you out the, on the field playing because I need to stay healthy through the course of the year. I need to get a break during the course of the game 
So I'm ready to go make the game-winning play in the fourth quarter possibly. Um, and I think that buy-in within the program is something that's special. It comes from the coaches. It gets down to the players, and everybody in the program believes in it and buys into it, and it's certainly helped make us successful in what we're doing. So these last two and a half months have been pretty weird, but it, and it's kind of changed the way everybody does business. Is there anything you've done or found yourself doing during the, the lockdown period that you think, okay, you know what? I kind of like the way this works. I may keep doing this when things go back to, to quote-unquote normal. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Cause I mean, one, the, the, the one part that was pretty cool is, is getting virtually to just sit here and click on my computer at my desk and I can go into different meetings at different times. Uh, so maybe we have to install like cameras so I can just click on a meeting and I can watch that meeting from my desk and just switch from one meeting to the next. Dan, uh, without Dan, Dan Mullen as big brother. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> without being distractive to distracting uh, to everybody is to be able to go do that. I think that would be a, a, a pretty cool deal. Um, and, uh, but you know, I mean that, that is a, you know, that maybe is, is really one of the cool things that we've been able to go do, um, is that, and, uh, you know, and I've been pretty pleased with being able to do that. That's, that's, it's just been very different. Do you feel like you have a, a better handle about, what's going on in every meeting room or every, I guess every coach's meeting at this point. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, one, I mean, I get to what's great is you get to see the players grow, develop, who's comfortable asking questions and, you know, who's comfortable answering questions of the players. Um, I think that's a, a, a huge point and a huge factor for our guys is their comfort level and being able to go do that. Um, and so I've been really least if you if, if you will with that aspect of things uh, from our guys and uh, you know um, of that and I get to see you know the quality of coaches I think we have some really really good coaches here uh, on our staff and you know it just confirms it when you get to sit in and listen to their meetings so I'm curious because I've talked to you know a lot of other coaches during this offseason and, and a lot of them are, are new with their teams or they're just trying to install schemes so they're offloading a lot of information onto the players. You've got a more veteran group that, that understands more. How many questions do you and your coaches get from the players? How many suggestions do you get now versus some of the, the kind of less experienced teams you've coached? Well, I think you get a lot, but I think our coaches have done a great job. One thing we've done is we split up meetings too. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, you know, our coaches, they're going to have maybe their, you know, each position coach is they're going to go through and they're going to say, okay, we're going to have uh, all the linebackers. You know, Christian's going to sit there and say, I'm going to have all the linebackers meet at this time uh, on Friday. But on, you know, two, two other days during the week, I'm going to meet with the, you know, the young guys for an hour here and the veteran guys for an hour. So, you know, because I think what happens is you get into these meetings sometimes and you're coaching these young guys and it's all new for them. And the veteran guys are kind of twiddling their thumbs saying, hey, Coach, I mean, yeah, I've got it. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've heard this over and over. I got you. I, I, over and over and over again. Right. Uh, and, you know, and so I think it gets to the point sometimes for the young guys, you know, where they need that. They need that extra time. And it's great for them to have that extra time uh, in the meeting. And, you know, to to learn at their pace. So that's one of the things we've been able to do is kind of split up the meetings to the benefit of who needs what. And that's been great for us. 
So what about you? You know, you've had more time. You've, you've been at home a lot. What, what, what did Dan Mullen do during his two and a half months where he was still working, but he was working from home? Um, boy, I'm trying to keep my sanity. Uh, <laughs> no, I spent, we spent a lot of time with the family, uh, which was really cool to be able to do, you know, I mean, spending time with the family, uh, and, and you know, and that, that quality time was really unique and special and, and we enjoyed all of that. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was great to be around them. Uh, you know, and you just try to, you, you're evaluating a lot of things, do a lot of different research. Uh, I think, I think it's obviously changed recruiting. We spend a lot of time on recruiting right now. Uh, you know, you guys would come up and visit you on because now you're trying to get them to virtually visit anywhere. Uh, so you spend a lot more time recruiting. And, uh, but, uh, you know, we, we've kept busy. Um, you know, I, I think some people are on the weight loss challenge this whole time. That, that, boy, when I'm home that much and around my family, I end up snacking a little bit more. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I've, I've put on a couple of pounds, so I got to get back into my routine the other direction. Well, we we got to switch you on to the, the intermittent fasting. That's what I've been doing. I, I've actually lost weight during this thing. So I, I don't know if that would work for a football coach where you could only eat from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. You guys have a little bit different schedules. You know, just with my wife and my kids walking around the house, I don't know that that would work real well for well, me right now. Your you know, kids they, are... Like are there's food and snacks <laughs> yes. all over the place all the time. Well, I, yeah. I, I think I would struggle with that a little bit. Your kids are basically the same age as my kids, and that it is a, a huge problem because, yes, they might be eating some potato chips that are out there on the counter, and it's not a time you can eat. But that bag is just there calling to you. I, I do want to ask because yeah. our, <laughs> our kids are similar ages. They just got done with school. How grateful are you not to have to teach math anymore? Uh, well, uh, uh, pretty good, you know, because my, my wife, obviously, and she does a lot. Of, she's the English teacher in the family now. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously as being a journalist, uh, she's got that part down and I'm the math instructor. I'm in, I'm in charge of math and, uh, this new math, that was a challenge for me because I, I <laughs> the, the new, my, my, my issue with new math is I can tell you what the answer is, but I don't know that I'm getting to the solution the way they want you to get to the solution. And that is a little bit of a problem for me. Uh, I'm like, you know, I mean, my can look at me and, and he'll be like, okay, well, this is the way we're supposed to do it. And I'll say, okay, boy, that's not the way I know how to do it in any way, shape or form, but let's try to figure it out the way you're supposed to do it and see if I can, I, I can make it happen. So, uh, but it, uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's been unique. I have a new respect for the teachers. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I, th there was a many, there, there was a couple points during the last few months where I just started yelling the answer is the answer. It doesn't matter how you get there. And, but it does matter. As, as, as you know, as a coach, process is important. So it does matter. So I, I figured it out. Absolutely. Eventually. Absolutely. It, it, the, to the teachers that are doing it, it matters to them. So the, That's uh, right. You, we better make sure we get it right. That's right. Dan, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Always great. Always great to talk to you. Hey, have we, uh, I'm ready to get us back to some football. Hopefully we get back to Let's do it. All right. Talk to you soon. That's it for the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Come back Wednesday. We're going to answer some of your questions a little Dear Andy live on tape, but not tape because it's digital. And yeah, we'll, we'll get a name for that segment eventually. But the gist of it is you ask great questions and me and my friends from The Athletic love answering them. So we're going to do that on Wednesday. We'll talk to you then. Mm -hmm.